Hey friends, happy podcast day. I'm excited about this podcast episode because it was requested by one of you. And we're going to talk about how we stay focused and consistent on the things that we want to do with our goals, with our health, anything really. I'm going to teach you how to stay focused and consistent. And I hope it helps answer some of the questions that you've been having about showing up and continually staying consistent with those things in your life. So I'm going to jump into that really soon, but I, I have kind of a fun announcement that I think you guys will like. I want to start doing this on the podcast because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like there's a lot of noise online right now, a lot of noise in social media and just a lot of noise out there. And I thought you guys have told me so much that the podcast is your number one resource. At least that's what I've been hearing and I love doing it and I love that you feel that way. So I love that it's just, you know that every episode comes out on Tuesday and you can click it and you don't have to worry about scrolling or finding it through an algorithm or missing it or anything like that. And so I thought what might be really helpful is to share some updates or what's upcoming just so that you're aware of any resources, um, support that I I'm offering and can give you um, at the beginning of every episode. So I'm going to always make these really short um, so that you just kind of have a little snapshot of what's going on during the month, what's going on during the week, whatever I need to share. I'm just going to put it at the very beginning and then we'll dive into the episode. Hopefully that sounds good to you. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what's coming up on the 21st of October. So a couple weeks out. Um, or maybe a little bit less than a couple weeks, we are going, I'm going to be giving a free workshop about how to start and stick to an exercise routine that works for you. I put out a uh, poll, I guess, um, on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and you guys shared with me that you have a real struggle kind of starting and sticking to and following through with an exercise plan and how to set it up and all of that. And I love teaching about this stuff. This is this is kind of like, I talk a lot about nutrition around here, but that's a big part of um, my training and schooling and all of that. So I really want to share that information with you if you guys want it. So it's a free workshop. You can go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash free workshop to sign up and join me for that um training. It's going to be so great. I'm really excited about it. Um, and then I was going to share one more thing inside the Women's Wellness Hub, which is basically our space to show up and continue to be consistent with your habits. We are talking about habits this month. Okay. It's going to be so good. I have a secret sauce for how to approach habits that stick and last long-term and that don't fizzle out. We're going to be talking all about that. And I think it's really important this month because we have the holidays coming up. And traditionally the holidays have been this like free for all approach, this like lose the routine, wait until January. And I really wanna help you stay strong. I really wanna help you, not necessarily we don't need to be doing extra or anything like that, but I want you to feel like you don't have to start over on January 1st. And that you can thrive during the holidays with movement and your relationship with food and all of that. And I'm going to be talking about habits. So if you want to join us this month inside the Women's Wellness Hub, just go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash WWH, Women's Wellness Hub, um, WWH. And we're going to be talking all about that. It's going to be so good. And I think that is all of my announcements. So 
Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Hello, happy Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, if not, happy whatever day of the week it is for you. I'm really excited about this episode because it's something that uh, many of you have asked for. How do we stay focused? How do I stay consistent? How do I just keep showing up and, and stay focused on what I'm trying to do and on my wellness goals and whether or not you have specific goals that you're working on, how do you really stay focused in, um, you know, you're crafting your vision of a woman of wellness and living as that vision. So we are going to be talking about that today, but I actually had an idea and I hope it goes over well, (laughs) but I thought I would just kind of start, um, every episode with any updates or any news or anything that you need to know so that you have it right at the beginning and you just know like what's coming up and all of that because I think sometimes there's so much noise online and um, I don't know I just really want to make things easy and simple for you where you don't feel like you have to go digging or (laughs) anything like that. So um, one thing that I wanted to share is that I have an upcoming free workshop this month. It was one of the most popular workshops I've ever done and I need to do it again. Um, and so we are going to be doing it again. It's my nutrition strategies for weight loss workshop. Totally free. You can come and learn. There were so many takeaways in the last one and I just wanted to make this available to everyone because I think it's really, really good. So you can go sign up at a womanofwellness.com forward slash free workshop, or you can click the show notes that is going to be happening. Um, when is that going to be happening in the next couple of weeks? I think on the, let me look at my notes. I mean, I, I know I had it on the 21st, um, at 11 AM. So put it on your calendars, um, sign up for it. You can get the replay. Of course, I love to have you live, but I think this will be really fun and I'm going to be there answering your questions and just kind of helping you, um, better understand how to implement nutrition strategies for weight loss, um, without a diet and all of that. And I thought that that would go so well with today's episode. So that's why I wanted to share it here is because I really wanted this episode to, um, help you 
craft a plan to show up and stay consistent. And that's what we're going to be talking about. And that is all that we're talking about inside the Women's Wellness Hub this month is how do we create habits that last, that we enjoy, that all of the things. And so that is like the focus of the Women's Wellness Hub. So if you're in there, awesome. If you're not in there, get in there. Um, we ha- we talk about some really great things each month. And so I just wanted to add this bonus free workshop for anyone that wants to come. And you can get an idea of, of what our workshops are like inside the Wellness Hub, as well as, you know, how, how I teach and how I coach and, and just kind of get some... Um, next steps for you for if you have any desire for body change. It doesn't even have to be specific to weight loss, but any sort of body change or creating a nutrition strategy for health. So join me there. I would love to have you. You can just click the show notes or a womanofwellness.com forward slash free workshop. Okay, let's dive in now. Now let's talk about the um, topic today. We are how do we stay focused? How do we stay consistent? And my goal, my number one goal always is to help you find joy and fulfillment in your own efforts and outcomes, not in others. And this is very much why you don't see me sharing the quote, this is how you do it method. Um, because I really believe that everybody's method looks a little bit different according to their body and their lifestyle and the habits that they want to create versus the habits they don't want to create. Remember, you get to craft this, you get to create this. And my goal is for you to be fulfilled in the efforts that you're taking and knowing that you're giving your best and your best is good enough for you and not about what others are doing or anything like that. So I just wanted to walk you through six steps. This might be a little bit of a shorter episode today to help you stay focused and consistent with what you're trying to work on. It could be something as simple as just trying to get healthier. It doesn't have to be a specific goal um, or anything like that. But, you know, when you're trying to incorporate more health, these six steps will just help you keep showing up, keep staying consistent. So step number one is to identify and avoid shiny object syndrome, okay? I want you to take a minute to think through this here. How often do you find yourself on this shiny object syndrome path where someone says, hey, this worked for me, try it. Or you see a headline that says I lost 10 pounds in 30 days or something Um, or like any anything that kind of gets some excitement around it, some hype around it, some, even if it feels like it's too good to be true, anything like that. And I want you to first identify it because it's really easy to like want to just jump into those really quick. Oh, my friends are doing Whole30. Oh, everybody's doing 75 hard right now. Like asking yourself those questions to, to think about it. Okay. I see this is happening, right? It's out there. Maybe it's a, um, a challenge, like a a weight loss challenge or something like that, where you take certain actions and everybody does the same thing. Just take a minute to pause and ask yourself how it fits into your vision of a woman of wellness. And then you can make a decision from there. It's not always that there are bad decisions, but I want you to ask yourself how this shiny object, quotes shiny object, 
um, fits into the vision for what you want to live? Does it look like the lifestyle that you want to live for a long time? Or does it look like something that you'll do for 30 days and then be done with it? In fact, I have a, um, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know if I should share this, but um, I I had a friend that kind of shared that she wanted to wake up really early in the mornings and she's like totally a night person and she gets a lot of stuff done at night. I mean, she's super productive and I'm a disaster after about eight, seven I don't know, six. Can I say that? (laughs) I am a total morning person. If you guys want to like hang out at 6 a.m., I am all over that. But um, so anyway, she was like, I'm somebody told me I need to wake up early. Everybody's doing it. So she's kind of been doing it, but it's it's not serving her very well. And she's like, I just need to get through the 30 days. I just need to get through the 30 days. And um it it sometimes it's just hard to watch because I'm like, you know what? If you're productive in the evening. I mean, you don't even have to be productive, but if you're naturally that person and it doesn't feel like it, you want it to fit your lifestyle and you don't want that, um, then what are some other ways to still, you know, maybe work on some of the benefits that you could get from maybe waking up early without feeling like it's just this, I have to suck it up for 30 days and then be done right after. Or like, you know, like what's your, what's your exit strategy? What's your exit, exit plan? And a lot of times when we capture these shiny objects of everyone else is doing it, we don't realize how it fits into the lifestyle that we want to live. So as you're thinking about the things that you want to do moving forward, just, just pause, just take a minute and think about it. Is this a shiny object? And then ask yourself, how does this fit into my vision? And then if you can find a way to fit it into your vision, great, go forward with it. Because as soon as it starts to match the lifestyle that you want to live, it's not going to be as difficult. But if you, like my friend is like, I don't want to wake up early. I struggle with that. Like I'm totally a night owl. I think it's okay to, to say that that's okay. Like it's, it's not a bad thing to be a night owl, you know, and it's not a good thing to be a morning person. I, and I think there's a stigma that, you know, morning people are this and night people are this. And yeah, there's some some truths to all of it, right? There's some truths and fault, falses, faults, falsehoods. Um, anyway, there's some things that are false about it as well. And so recognizing that you get to make the decision based on how you want to live. And if this shiny object feels too good to be true, or it's not something that you want to sustain or even work on sustaining, then maybe it might be a pass and it's going to be something that's not going to help you stay focused or consistent. It's going to help you show up for a short amount of time and then not know what to do when it's done. And that's the whole focus of this episode is how do I stay consistent with things? Number two is to learn to cater to your strengths and your desires. Okay, so as you're stepping into creating change and wanting to be consistent with change, what do you like? What do you like to do? What are you, what are you good at? If somebody told me the only way I could be healthy is by swimming, I would never be healthy <laughs> because I do not like swimming. I'm horrible at it. I could barely save my own life if, if it came to it. And so for me to say, for someone to say swimming is the best exercise, that doesn't fit me because it's not a strength or a desire of mine. So ask yourself, is what I'm doing matching a strength that I have? 
I'm a good cook. So I want to try more, experiment more with food. Um, Is it a desire that I have? What if some, everyone else was running a 5k or a half marathon and you're like, I don't want to run, but everyone says that's the best way to lose weight or something. So really, really think about where do you have some strengths and where are your desires? And then begin to match your habits with those strengths and desires. Number three is match your goals with your season. A lot of times we try to jump into creating change without regard to wherever we are in our life. So for example, this is probably the most like obvious one is that women who have babies, um, postpartum, there's a lot of pressure to get your body back. And I think there's a pressure. I mean, I don't think it's quite as strong as it used to be, but I think there's still this pressure that we feel to return back to normal within, I don't know. I don't know what the normal is, but I really feel like even six months to a year is pushing it (laughs) to get back to normal. My body took two years with my first one and oh gosh, two and a half years with my second one to feel like it finally kind of recovered and everybody's different, but recognizing that it's okay to choose goals that match your season. If you're a young mother and you're not sleeping well at night, is weight loss a good idea? You're already in a state of deprivation. So your body's not getting what you need. Um, you know, it might be really hard, a lot harder to, um, you know, achieve weight loss or change, um, because it's not the right season for it. Yeah. I know there's like, you know, I know that weight loss does occur, but just recognizing that we have to learn to work with our bodies and the season that we're in. Are you in a recovery season? Match your goals with that season. How can you keep showing up in the season that you're in? Maybe you have a broken arm. How can you say, I'm going to keep showing up even though this is happening and this is not a normal season in my life. This is not, you know, typical for me, but I know that I can keep showing up and keep working on it. Okay. Number four is to choose your priorities. So it's really easy for us to kind of list all of the goals that we have, all the changes that we want to make, right? It it makes a lot of sense. If we, if we want to create change, it requires changing a few things. And we have this vision of, okay, I'm going to change it all at once. And I want you to ask yourself, what are my priorities right now? What is most important? If you are in a season of busy and hustle, does it make sense for you to spend more time in the kitchen? Um, does, you know, it, does it make sense for you to spend more time tracking your food? Like asking yourself these questions, what, what are my priorities and what do I need to make a priority? And when I do that, something else has to be less of a priority. So if you were to, if you think about it, you know, when we, I I like to visualize it as a bunch of spinning plates. So let's just like envision that you're holding, I don't know, there's a bunch of spinning plates on a pole 
and you have to keep them spinning to keep them going, right? And if you stop spinning them, they eventually kind of slow down and fall off the pole. And this is very similar to our life where we have this idea that we can spin all these plates at once. But what happens is, is we spin them and then some get lost and they drop and all of those things. And we try to make everything a priority. And this makes it really hard to A, stay focused and B, stay consistent. So you have to ask yourself, what is my priority in this season? And then knowing that if you put something at higher priority, something else has to go. And that's okay. But it's about being accountable for that. It's about taking responsibility to say, okay, I'm spending this season on this priority in my life. And I know that that's important and I want to take care of it. And so then there's other things that might not be able to be as high of priority. So remember, we can't, I mean, I wish we could, but we can't spin all the plates at once. Something's got to give. And it's not that it has to be forgotten or neglected or anything, but recognizing that if you start spending, you know, some more time at the gym or you start spending more time working um, on creating nutrition, nutritious meals, um, meal planning or, or something like that. I mean, it doesn't, having creating change doesn't have to mean spending more time in the kitchen, but let's say, you know, you're trying to learn more and trying to fine tune your nutrition, then that's a priority. And maybe other things are going to have to be less of a priority, whatever you were doing that was taking up that time. So really think about what are my priorities and how do I really pick one? If health is a priority, maybe some other things that you're doing have to kind of, maybe organization isn't. Maybe you want to organize your house or you want to declutter your house, but you also want to take care of your health and wellness. And and those are two big things. And recognizing that to put priority on both of those things, you're probably going to feel a bit stretched thin. And so asking yourself, you know, where do I need to cut back? Where do I need to let go of? What do I need to let go of in order to make this a priority? So that's number four. Number five is find your sweet spot. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because I think it's really, really important to understand what the sweet spot is. And I like to talk about this as it relates to exercise because it it makes a little bit more sense. Here's what I'm trying to visualize, how I can provide a picture for you without actually having a picture. But when we think about exercise, I used to work in um, a, I used to work in doctor's offices. So I would be the on-site health coach. So the doctor would tell the patients, hey, you need to lose weight, right? Have you ever heard that discussion in the doctors? Like you need to lose weight. And then the patient would leave and it's like, okay, how, what, what do I do? Like it, it, it really didn't feel all that great. Like they didn't leave very, you know, happy. And so my goal as a coach would be to come in and say, okay, let's talk about creating some change and some habits. And like, how do we do this? If you've got these markers, these indications of, um, disease or condition or something like high blood pressure or diabetes or, or, or those kinds of things, because that's what doctors look at. And 
So usually what happens when someone is told by a doctor, I'm giving this example, but there's lots of more, lots more examples to lose weight, then they are, it kind of is like it, it attaches it to this long-term goal. Okay. If I lose weight, then I will get my blood pressure down, which means I won't have a heart attack or a stroke or something. So there's like this really long-term, or maybe you're pre-diabetic and the doctor says, unless you get things under control and I feel like their fallback is always lose weight. <laughs> um, unless you get these things under control, you're going to get diabetes. So there's this long-term goal of, well, I've got to change so I don't get diabetes. So everything that we, it feels like everything that we think of with our goals is always in the future. And sometimes it's really far in the future, right? If my grandparents had high blood pressure and I was 20 years old and I knew that, would would it motivate me to get to the gym knowing that I was trying to not get high blood pressure when I was 50? Like really, it, it doesn't really motivate me, right? It doesn't motivate me to get up me off the couch or to not eat the donut or something like that. And so a lot of times when we set goals, it's always about the future. It's always looking in the future, either avoiding something, you know, not getting diabetes um, or getting somewhere like a destination. And this is good. Actually, it's good to have some long-term goals, whether or not, you know, avoiding diabetes is a quote, good goal. That's not the issue, but it's, it's good to have some things to look forward to that you can kind of say like, Hey, this is a long-term goal of mine. I'm trying to work toward this, this situation, but we miss a piece. We miss a piece. And this is a most crucial piece if you want to stick to something, if you want to stay focused and consistent, you have to have short and long-term benefits. It has to feel worth it right now and in the future. And so often we're focused only on the future, right? But when we're focused on the future, it does not make getting off the couch easier right now because we push it off. Or it does not make the decision to have the vegetables for dinner instead of the cookies for dinner any easier because it's not now. So this is the sweet spot. The sweet spot of exercise, the sweet spot of nutrition, whatever you want to to look at. I like to think of two circles. And on one side, the right side is the future and the left side is the now the the benefits. So in the future, the benefit is I don't get diabetes, right? I mean, that's a benefit. We, we don't want that or I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have a stroke or, or whatever. We, you know, we don't have some control. We don't have control over all those things, but, but that's kind of how we set goals. And then in the, in the right now, we need something that makes it feel worth showing up right now, that gives us an outcome right now. So I visualize these two circles coming together and overlapping. Can you visualize an overlapping spot right now where there's a piece that they overlap and that's called the sweet spot. So for example, if you are wanting to exercise more, let's say one of your goals is, I I don't want to keep saying weight loss. I know it's a goal of everyone's, but Let's just say your goal is to run a marathon. 
So that's a future goal. That's great. Let's say the marathon is in five months or six months, let's say. So yes, it's great to have a marathon in six months. Awesome. If you woke up today and you said, okay, my marathon is in six months, does it motivate you to go running right now? Not always. But if you were to wake up and say, hey, I like to run and I'm working toward this this marathon, what's an a happy outcome that can like reward me today because it's not just the completion of the marathon that's the the reward. We need something that's going to reward us now. It doesn't have to be like a traditional reward like a cookie. I'm just saying something that's going to make you feel like it was worthy worth showing up right then. So I'm going to get a runner's high today and I always feel better when I have a runner's high today. That is focusing on the present. I get, I, I manage my stress really well when I go running. And that's why I want to do this because I need some stress management in my life. Let's use the weight loss example. Okay. I want weight loss in the future. Great. So for you to say, okay, I want to lose some weight in six months. It's hard because does it make you say no to the cookie right now? But what if you were to live in the present right now and say, okay, what would it look like for me to honor my hunger and fullness right now and to honor my body's needs right now? What kind of reward would I get right now? Maybe I would feel proud of myself. Maybe I would feel energized and I need energy to keep showing up consistently. Finding the sweet spot allows you to live in the now and not in the future. And that's our goal. Because we can, only, we can only stay consistent when we feel like we're continually essentially being rewarded. That's not the best word, but you know, like it, it feels good now. For me to exercise, it's got to feel good today, not five months in the future. I hope that makes sense. So really think about as you're setting up your plans and your goals, what is the sweet spot for you? How, what is the sweet spot for you to stay focused and consistent And I'm sorry, I thought this episode was going to be shorter, but I guess I'm just a talker. (laughs) And number six, this is one you're going to not like me for, but I'm going to do it anyway. Make it easy. And then make it easier. And then make it easier. So often we think we can do 20 things and what we can really do is one. And if I had a calendar here, I would draw it for you and I would put 12 months out of the year, January through December. And what I would show you is I'd write on the first, the first month, January, I'd write out all of the habits that everyone tries to overhaul in January. I'm going to exercise an hour a day. I don't know. I'm just making these up. I'm going to track my calories. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get better sleep. And they try to shove all of these habits in January. And what happens? Sometimes we don't even make it through January with all of those habits, right? We can only rely on willpower for so long. So what if we did it a different way? What if we wrote that calendar out and we said, okay, I have all these goals that I want to work toward, all these habits I want to change. I'm going to pick one for January. And I'm going to make it easy. And then I'm going to make it easier. And then I'm going to make it even easier. So I go from wanting to exercise an hour a day to, oh gosh, I'm not even doing any exercise. Um, Let's see, I bet I could do 20 minutes a day. Okay, yeah, 20 minutes a day is great. Okay, how can I make it even easier? 
I'm going to do 10 minutes of exercise every day. First thing when I wake up, that's it. That's it. And that's good. And that's good enough. And guess what happens? You do 10 minutes of exercise. You do 10 minutes of exercise. And then the next week, you're like, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm going 15 minutes. And then maybe a couple weeks later, you're 30 minutes of exercise every single day or whatever. And then you say, okay, now I need to bring in some, some nutrition change. I'm going to focus on, so let's say it's like March at this point, And you say, okay, I'm going to focus on um, honoring my hunger and fullness. Or I'm going to add a veggie to each meal. So, okay, how can I make that even easier? Okay, I'm going to add a veggie to lunch and dinner. Let's make it even easier. Okay, I'm going to make sure I always have a veggie at dinner. So for a couple weeks, you always have a veggie at dinner. And then you start to find ways to incorporate veggies into your breakfast. And then veggies become part of your lifestyle. And it's April and you're like, I, I want to I wanna do a little bit more with my nutrition. So I'm going to, um, I don't know, I'm going to eat when I'm 80% full. So I'm just going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention to when I'm 80% full. How do I make that easier? I'm going to ask myself, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention 80% full at dinner. How do I make that easier? I'm going to pay attention. I guess I should say lunch and dinner and then make it easier dinner. Okay. I'm going to pay attention to dinner and guess what? It trickles over. It trickles over to lunch and breakfast. And now I know when I feel 80% full and satisfied and I don't go over that. And I'm starting to lose weight because I'm changing all these habits. And that's May, June, July. And then I change things and I change things. And think about the change that has happened in your life in like seven months. But all the people that wrote out all of their goals in January, where are they? We've all been there. We've been in this situation, whether in health or in any other things, where we set it all up front and we don't want to make it easier and we don't want to make it smaller. And so we fizzle out and we don't do anything until we have a boost somewhere throughout the year, like a whole 30 booster, like something, you know, a 30 day boost of some sort or a whatever you decide to do. And then it fizzles out again. So some people I know say, well, that's, that's, that takes too long. That's too much. That's just, I can't, I can't focus on just one thing, but look at what happened in the seven months that I just described the, all of the habits that have been built up because you chose to focus on one thing and make it easier and easier. So all you need to do to do this to stay focused and consistent on what you're trying to do is craft the big picture. Okay. Outline your vision. We talk about that a hundred percent of the time around here. I'm sure you're tired of me talking about it and it does your, your vision can change and mold, but, but think about what it looks like right now. Craft that big picture and then work backwards. When you are living in this woman of wellness vision, right? Maybe you're living the weight loss goal that you have. Maybe you're living the wellness lifestyle that you want. What kind of habits do you have to do in order to live that lifestyle? Like what would you be doing regularly? Craft that big picture, write down all of the things and then work backwards. 
what can I do right now to help me get one step closer to that vision? And I don't know what it is about our brains, but we struggle to do that so much. We struggle to slow it down and we struggle to focus on one thing. So my challenge for you today is to get it all, all, all get it all out on paper. That's okay. Totally fine to get it all out on paper and um, get like, just, just write out everything you'd need to be doing and everything you want to change and all of that. And then work backward piece by piece by piece and meet yourself where you are right now. And I can guarantee you, this is a guarantee, which I don't say much. I can guarantee that when you focus on the piece by piece, you will have more habits that you've stuck to consistently long-term. You will see more change than you would if you tried to overhaul it all together overnight. That's powerful. And that is exactly why I created the Women's Wellness Hub. To help you keep showing up. To help you stay focused. To help you stay consistent. The magic sauce is in the consistency. The magic is in the habits. And you get to create what you want that to look like. Some people's habits include tracking macros because that's the lifestyle they want to live. Awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to ask ourselves what habits we're willing to what we're willing to keep up. And it doesn't have to be, I mean, sometimes it feels overwhelming right now, like some of the habits that you may want in the future. That's okay. But recognizing that your body, I've talked about this before, but in most circumstances, your body will match your habits. So if you, you know, have certain habits, then your body will, will, will match. It will what's the word I'm looking for? Balance out to those habits. And that's okay. And that's a good thing. So you get to make that choice. Wellness doesn't have to be hard or complicated or painful or anything like that. It can be what you want it to be. And that's what I hope today was about. These, these six steps to help you understand how to stay focused, how to be consistent, how to keep showing up and not going in this cycle of trying something and then failing at it. That's the number one struggle that you all share with me all the time. I'm afraid to fail. I'm constantly failing. I feel like I can't get back up. I feel like, how am I, How do I stay consistent? How do I keep going? It feels like I just flop, <laughs> flop around. That's the goal of everything we do around here and especially inside the hub is helping you continue to show up in the capacity that is yours and helping you to expand that capacity as you continue to show up. You would be surprised the snowball effect is real. The ripple effect is real. One little, one little twist of the snowball, one little um, rock thrown in, in the water it creates, it creates momentum. So you taking small, tiny actions can lead 
to huge outcomes. So thank you. I'm sorry. I did not make this short like I thought I was going to. (laughs) Hope you like listening to me talk. I hope more than anything, I hope that you really get, um, you get your own info out of this. You take what, you know, I share and you say, this applies to me. This applies to me. This is what I'm going to work on. That's the goal that you get some golden nuggets out of every episode. So thank you for being here. Can I ask if you are loving the podcast, please share it. Please share it with your friends or anyone in your life. I'm so appreciative. I have had several of you say, I shared this with my sister. I shared this with my friends. And I hope you know that means so much to me. This message is, we don't have, we don't have to, wellness doesn't have to be hard or painful or, or anything like that. And I want to share this message that it can be happy and fulfilling. And my dinner's ready. So that is the end of the episode. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.